the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Thank you. Well, about to wrap up, anyone have a question? Um, how do you find those conflicts? We never have conflicts. <laughs> 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 no, um, I think, you know, we kind of touched on it earlier. You know, um, one thing I have learned in our marriage is that there is a time and a place to discuss things. Yeah. You know, if, if you're having difficulty, you know, being on the same page about something, you don't talk about it while you're out at dinner with some friends or you don't do it in public. I used to be very bad. Um, when I was upset with him, I would throw these jabs at him. Um, not intentionally hurting him, but I would be like, oh, you know, somebody needs to, I don't know, um, just little jabs. Like I would just be like, oh, you know, someone needs to step up or, you know, um, not realizing even though I was saying it in a joking kind of way, it was doing some damage internally. And I didn't realize, you know, like I said earlier, the, your words contain so much power. And I'm like, why am I speaking like that against my husband? I need to be building him up, even when I'm mad at him, you know? And so as far as conflict, I've learned there's a time and a place. Um, don't let it build up and to just be as open and honest with each other. Um, don't don't try to make them guess. Don't try to make them read between the lines. Just say, this is what I'm upset about. This is what happened. And I don't play the blame game, you know. I just said, this is how I feel, instead of saying, well, you did this, and you know. And, and, and grace, a lot of grace in a marriage. Let me slug it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad to <laughs> But we do handle conflict differently because upset is a nice word, but I think when we really had issues or if we really have an issue, I I can get mad. Like, no, I don't like that. And whereas he, he's quick to say, well, we just need to calm down and play back. <laughs> and I I'm say, gonna use that <laughs> And then I say, I don't want to pray right now. Here's what, here's what I verbalized. Here's what I didn't like, and we need to figure something out. But we can't figure it out right now because I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't talk right now. <laughs> well, here's what I do. I'm like a running back. I, I will not let her go, right? I will, I mean, I'm like, okay, you ready to talk about this? No. The word, can we, okay, open the Bible? Can we, I mean, I will badger her pretty heavily. And this was a learning process for me because I thought, Lord, your word says. So I, but, but it's the, the, the dynamic of relationships is, is waiting for, just like you said, waiting for the right time where she'll be open and receptive and then we can go further and, and vice versa. Right. Um, I, I can be a little bit too textbook <laughs> with that sometimes and the Lord's really, really giving me some wisdom 
on on my life. She is she is different from anybody else, any you know, co-worker that I can just browbeat like, okay, you're gonna listen to this process. <laughs> you know, that's not that's not it. So that was it. And and the, you know how the word says don't 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 go to sleep with, with anger, you know. So there is this this humility where I'm like, Lord, okay, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not I, I can't stay angry at my wife. She says the same thing, I can't say anything. So there's there's always quick making up, you know, and she communicates that with actions. You know, she you want something to eat? You want something? We're like, oh, okay, I think we're we're back now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna ask you that too, which goes back to a question earlier, which is that I do even when we have conflicts, I do trust that it will be resolved. Amen. How? How quickly? What's going to be the resolution? I have no idea, but I trust that it will. So even if I'm angry in that moment, give it a minute Amen. quickly. It's going to be resolved, but I just can't talk right now because my mom. <laughs> and so the love doesn't leave, the care for him doesn't leave. And back to the question earlier. So when we're out, I, even if there was an issue before we went out, I, I still love him. I still respect him. Absolutely. And no one has to know that we just had an argument. Right. They, they just don't have to. And it's not going to win any. I, you don't go out to win. Some I've seen couples where one is trying to win everybody around on their side. <laughs> that does not help. Mm -hmm. it's like it's not necessary. Trust your relationship. Trust the love that you have. Trust that you can communicate and work it out when it's time um and so i do believe in that so even in the conflict eventually it will be, it will be resolved so sorry to hug the mic and the other thing too that i that the lord revealed to me specific for my wife is is a little by little approach right so uh today i'll say baby uh i want to do i want us to do x you know and then a week will go by and then i'll say it again and another week and i'll say it again and that helps me not try and pound everything in that moment. And so that's one of the, another way of conflict resolution is just understanding her a um, little bit. And then I do see I do see that okay, hey, you've been listening and we put it together and it's it's we're getting better at getting through conflict. Praise the Lord. So Amen. I think for us, um, where we've had issues with the conflict, um, every couple is going to have it. Um, but for us, it was that um, where Fernando was talking about earlier, how you know he was affected by you know how he, what he saw when he was raised with how his parents interacted. That same thing happened to me too, you know. And and um, for me, it was that it was very easy to just walk away and you know try to avoid it you know try to avoid the situation try to avoid you know having to go there where Fernando is more of let's talk about it right now and I was more of I don't want to talk about it right now I really don't want to talk about it at all <laughs> you know and that is not good communication you know you want to know how to handle conflict you know communication is always going to be key um, sometimes we may think that they know what, what we're thinking at, that honestly for men, the way that men communicate and the way that women communicate are completely different. You know, whatever you're thinking, share it with him, you know, share it with him because sometimes you may be thinking, well, he should know this. Amen, no, sister. not really. <laughs> you know, so that's, it's, it, I think more than anything, 
to resolve conflict, you know, you there has to be that openness there, you know. And if it and if you need time at the beginning, then that's okay. It's okay for you to give yourself that time so that you can come back and actually talk, you know, where when nobody is, is heated, you know, anymore. I mean, we're still working on it. Um, you know, there are moments where you get to that point where you know there's you you know you still love that man you know it's going to get resolved mm -hmm. and and so i mean there's not a worry there you know at all but it's you know just be able to communicate never use the don't use the word you know um you you know when you're when you're trying to handle that conflict don't start with that word you know because that's really you know where you start putting a lot of blame and and it doesn't really lead to anything good um there either so i don't know if fernando wants to just like she said she's, i'm more of a peacemaker so when she's yeah when we're having an argument or something then i want to resolve it as like right there but i've learned in the past I'd say about a month and a half. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> What's been going on this past month and a half? <laughs> <laughs> when the discussion's going, it just we need a take a break. It doesn't have to be resolved right there. And typically when when we take a break, it's like, whoa. It's like it seems like the mind's me and <laughs> Not all the time, but <laughs> more, more, I guess, more neutral headed. Where we can actually communicate and talk about this thing. Okay, thank you. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up. We have two more questions from the audience. And please, um, I just want one couple to respond to this. And if you don't mind being brief, okay. that would be fantastic. <laughs> okay. You know, um, just two more so questions. Maybe brief. Yeah. <laughs> So my question is, uh, during the dating courting period, uh, most times you put your best foot forward, uh, you know, always on point. So as your marriage increases in years, it, was there ever a shift towards like complacency? Um, and if, if so, what are ways that you keep your marriage fresh, that you prioritize yourselves, you know, despite work or despite children? You know? mm -hmm. That's a good question. So I will say that I've definitely faced times where I feel like God's showing me you are being complacent because I, I love to write, I love to blog, and like now God's taking me to like speak more, right? And I'm like, okay, God, I'm serving you and I'm going to, you know, be a part of the women's ministry and I'm giving everything like 110 and I'm giving him my leftovers. And it becomes obvious whenever my tone, I'm just like rude and I'm not and God will remind me, your family, your husband, they are your first ministry. So as long as you serve me, you know, do it with 110, but this is your first ministry. And that always takes me back to like, I need to, you know, put the phone down, put the text message, they can wait, and I need to sit down and talk to him. Like, what's going on with you? Um, how's work? And we just lose ourselves in conversation, and I just, you know, really want to connect with him because it's, especially, you know, we have two kids. We have a six-year-old and we have a four-year-old and they're constantly interrupting us. They never go away. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's important to when they're in bed um, to stay up and connect or find a babysitter and just really wrap each other up in that intimacy that 
because you never want to lose that in a marriage. And I'm not just talking about, you know, physical intimacy, but emotional, spiritual. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll be super brief. Um, my name is Tim. Question, um, so singles, uh, a lot of times, a lot of times there's pressure on singles. Uh, people have this narrative, especially the body of Christ, be married at a certain age, have this point, a certain point, and that point. And, and what happens a lot of times is uh, a lot of pressure is on singles. And I think that that can be trapped in that. Absolutely. You can give it that vote for God, you can keep them down the wrong path, trying to hurry up and fulfill uh, this plan that they think they should fulfill. And I wanted to know what kind of just, uh, you know, briefly, what kind of suggestions you can give to singles just to, to remove that pressure that people can put on them and to allow God to not be able Definitely some of the stuff we've talked about already in that just in serving. Uh, just loving the Lord, enjoying your friendships and relationships. Um, I think that, and just being at peace with that. But I will th throw this in one time, and th there, was a, there was a season when, when I was single, and this man ministered a message that is, is, is about what is the Lord saying for me right now, right? So there was a time when I was single and I was serving, and I felt like the Lord did have to kick me, right? So it's like, what is the Lord saying for me? I want to be open so that I can take, because Mary says, you're taking on this new level in your life. You're single, you're, it's you, and maybe some circle of friends. But then when you step to that next level in marriage, then it's another spiritual level of uh, dying in the flesh and seeking the Lord, being responsible for someone else. So I, I would balance the answer that way, that it's it's still being at peace, not letting the pressure get to you, but at the same time, making that faith demand on the Lord, saying, Lord, I, I know that at this point in time that marriage is in my future, so I'm going to believe you, I'm going to bring it to the throne, and I'm going to pray and trust you to guide me, but I'm, I'm not going to not do anything, at least whether it be prayer or being open. So I, that's the thing I felt like the Lord has said to me in that time. Thank you very much. I know we have one question. Okay. Uh, my question is, uh, uh, I have some friends or ex-friends, I don't know, I mean, I, I would like to keep them as friends, but Christian friends, and this is what I saw, and personally I disliked it, okay? Uh, I saw uh, that, a woman, that, that the lady was very overpowered, the man, because he's a very passive Christian man, and she's very domineering. Like all the decisions, all the decisions out of her, she likes to overpower. And people see that, I see it. Okay, the thing is, uh, she uh, in a way offended me, offended me heavily, uh, but uh, he's looking everything, but he doesn't say anything to her. For me, that reminds me like uh, of Adam and Eve, the, uh, the devil convinced her of something God was not doing. And then he was looking at her, but he didn't say anything. It's like, it's happening. I don't like to see that, uh, that, that a woman overpowers a man, or the opposite. How do you handle that? Do you keep a, a, a watch on, uh, on each other as far as uh, behavior with others? Because it's not just behavior with each other, but mm -hmm. behavior. How, how do you behave with other people also? 
did you uh, keep a watch on each other? How do you do it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> she said no. So she said no. So um, we we actually talk a lot about that um, because of my my uh, my upbringing and my mindset traditionally in, in terms of roles. Um, I I did get balanced a little bit on that in terms of you know not not being dominating on my wife, but we do observe. You know, whether it be watching, like, everybody loves Raymond. I cannot stand uh, the Raymond guy. He, he, he just, just got to get a backbone. Right? So there is there is that kind of righteous, righteous indignation when it comes to a man being, uh, uh, taking his place as, as the head in the household, yeah, as a yeah. priest in the house, right? But on the flip side, you, you know, the Bible says that we should love our wives, and then, and then why respect the husband? So there is that. It's interesting how God chose those two. two you know, he, you know, it doesn't mean that we. I don't respect my wife, but yeah. it, God knew what maybe would be the challenge. Yeah. Uh, and so, on, on the flip side, it's, I think it's a part of the confidence thing. It's like if the husband knows he is in the Lord, he's at peace and he's able to to minister to his wife. And the wife is trusting that God brought this person, this man into my life. Then there can be a, a peaceful submission, like the word. That word submission is to rightly rank yourself. It's not. It's not a push down, but it's to rightly rank. Yeah. And and so I like when Cheryl, you know, she'll say, "Okay, I'm going to let you. You know, you know, you do that." And you know, the, the chivalry of opening the door and pay, paying for everything and doing it. It's like, yeah, uh, you know, it, and it builds me up. And then I, I treat her like a lady. I treat her with gentleness and kindness. Those are the things that I think that the Lord is saying. It doesn't limit as no no but I think it's it's imperative in what, what God has visioned in terms of those roles. So yeah, I, I, we do observe we talk about it a lot. We, we see it a lot on TV. We see it a lot on TV. Yeah. And if we saw that scenario, like if I saw a scenario where uh, your a lady offends you and I see her husband checking her, and I will use the word check, but I see her husband, you know, correcting her or disciplining her or whatever in front of everybody. I might have an opinion about that. I won't say anything, but I may have an opinion in that. He just doesn't say anything. He, she overpowers, he, uh, she overpowers him. And I eventually, I'm praying for them because I eventually, I want to talk yeah. to both of them. And I want to tell him, because I do not like to see a man being overpowered like that, or the opposite, or the, or the lady, yeah. or the lady. All right. Um, I think you said the right thing. You have to pray for them. You pray that he steps into his own, so that she can be comfortable in her own. Absolutely. She's very aggressive. Like yeah. Well, thank you very much. I feel like there's one more question I need to ask, and we're gonna um, be done for the day. And um, some of you may still have some questions. I'm sure they don't mind, you know, lingering a few minutes, and you can ask them in person. What is the best way to handle a relationship if one or both have been abused or neglected? Oh, wow. The abuse could be physically or emotionally. 
What is the best way to handle a relationship if one or both have been abused or neglected? The abuse may have been physical or emotional. Um, I, I think more than anything is to just remember that um, the most that you can do, for me at least, because of you know what we have gone through too, is, is to pray for them because you, you have to remember that you, you can't play God in those um, areas. Um, for us, uh, we did counseling. Um, you know, that was something that uh, honestly brought a lot of healing. And, you know, you have to be careful too because then you want to make sure that you're doing more good than harm to what's already, you know, to what's already happened. And so, for us, it, it, it's been more of, you know, getting the help from from outside, but, you know, still uh, being there for your spouse, still praying for your spouse, you know. Um, I mean, other than that, it, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing, but I think for, for me, our biggest thing was, you know, when you know that you're having issues, whatever they may be, you know, counseling is a good thing. Thank you. And I would say definitely remove all judgment. Um, yes. Because oftentimes when people have been abused or whatever is going on, it's, they feel that they're going to be judged um, because everything wasn't perfect or whatever the case may be. But I would say for if, if it's for your spouse, figure out how to just remove all judgment in, in, in your expression, in your body language, in your words. They have to feel like this is the safest place, you're the safest person mm -hmm. to talk to without feeling any type of condemnation or judgment. And from that point, of course, there's prayer and there's getting the help that they need. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so one thing I will say real quick, because Tokes is giving me the, the eye, <laughs> rip it up. Um, so we, you know, had a lot of emotional stuff that we had that was like harboring over us and it was hindering us. And I had to lose that expectation and face my realization. Like, we have baggage, we have emotional baggage. And I can't put expectations on him to do the things that I see other husbands doing. I see, you know, the first time that he told me I loved me was when he proposed to me. And that was a struggle because I was like, why isn't he saying I love you? I, I've said it to him. How come he hasn't said it? And I, I just quickly, but like I said earlier, I still had that peace. Like this is the husband that God has given me. And I, I, I did. I had to stop, not compare him. And I just had to re really learn to, we had to learn to forgive each other because we had emotional stuff that we had to, you know, and we're still breaking generational curses from our past generations. And when we raise our children, we see a new generation being brought up. And we're like, ain't none of that going to carry over in the name of Jesus. But there's a lot of grace and a lot of forgiveness. And like I said, just lose that expectation and face your realization and realize it doesn't matter where you start, but God can use your story. Yeah, something that I struggle with. Something that happened to me, and it's one thing when she's trying to figure out what's going on, and I can't really tell what's going on. I can't tell her 
at least I'm learning to be able to share with it because one thing that you're going to realize when you get married is some things you're expecting things to be happen like all the time and or at least not all the time but as far as the other person sharing all the time and everything that's going to happen for the rest of the marriage it's not going to be within the first year or the first six months they're, they're going to tell you the whole life sometimes i don't want to share sometimes, <laughs> sometimes i don't want to share and she's trying to understand what's going on and i honestly don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and sometimes i have to figure out what's going on and sometimes it can't be her it has to be somebody extra outside the marriage even outside of me to be able to figure it out Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about OJ Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.